Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Reality Horror Podcast with me, your favorite horror for reality TV, and Claire Oublier. So, how has your week been, guys? My week has been great. I lied to you, not on purpose. I said I was going to post a Love is Blind episode, and I said I was going to recap last week's of Bravo shows. I did not, because I completely forgot that I was supposed to go to Toronto this weekend, and I drove from Montreal to Toronto on Friday, and from Toronto to Montreal on Sunday. So I had a pretty full weekend. That's like 11 hours of driving in a weekend. I was exhausted. I went to see Watch What Crappens at uh, the Toronto. They had a show. It was great. And now I am back. So yeah, I apologize for that. But I'm back in force. And I want to talk about Miss Erica Jade. So she's been appearing a lot, a lot on my TL. And everyone is praising her. Everyone is like, yes, queen, new dresses are nice. Yes, queen, residency in Vegas. And I'm going to torn because last season I was very anti-Erica. The two last season I was very anti-Erica. Because I do believe that she was aware that uh, Tom was a bad person. And uh, that he was uh, stealing from the lioness victim and all of his victims, all of his clients. And she benefited from it, obviously. But then, she was not found guilty. She was never. She was acquitted. She never had went to criminal like uh, courts, I guess. She only went to federal crime, and she gave back the earrings, guys. She gave them back, and now she's a good reality TV star. Like she gives us the fashion, like all of her looks that I saw going on my TL. I'm like, oh my god. Her and Kyle and Teddy Mellencamp. I hate Teddy. I don't hate Teddy. I'm just on the train of let's hate Teddy, you know. Um, they are giving us a looks. And that's how I first fell in love with Beverly Hills. So I can't help but be like, yes, Erica, give us something. Because they need to give us something. We can't survive on Garcelle, Crystal, and Sutton. So, yeah. I give guys let me know if you are also being swayed by the TL and all of those account praising Erica because I'm trying to remember what she did but at the same time I'm watching reality TV and I know that most of those people are bad people because <laughs> we're still praising Jen Shah and she actually did the crime Erica was just married to the man that did the crime all right all right Okay, so let's just get into it. This week, I'm going to do VPR, uh, Summer House, and Real Housewife of New Jersey. So in last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, uh, it was a hard episode to watch because Rachel was such a good actress. I would not learn about the scandal. She would have been number one girl in the group. She would have won the season the way she put Oliver back in his place. She contacted Samantha right away when she received the text messages she called her she apologized then she went to see Oliver and she was like oh my god don't you feel like you're hurting your feeling why are you doing that are you trying to hurt my feeling you're dragging me into something I don't want to be into then she went to Lala's birthday she was called a mistress then she apologized to Lala for calling her a mistress Lala was like I apologize I, I, I accept your apology and you're not a mistress, you're just naive, you just can't trust those men. And then, 
she's in the confessional crying she is crying talking about oh i don't know why he did that to me i had no idea he had someone is he trying to hurt her and i'm like yes raquel and then i remember oh but um you knew that tom sandoval had a girlfriend eh? you know she's kind of like the only girl in the group that is accepting you and you still had a seven month affair with him so what is it which is it uh is it uh, that you didn't know that he had a girlfriend so you couldn't make the conscious decision of kissing oliver or not or i think that's that because there is no other or is it because you're against cheating because it's just clearly not against cheating so it's basically solely on the fact that she did not decide to take part in the cheating and then i was like oh raquel you're such a good actress but i fucking hate you like I was looking at a cry and I was kind of disgusted. I was like, oh my God, like you, you I understand how you fooled everyone. Like you really did fool everyone because you kind of is fooling me. And then we are on Sandoval and Ariana asks Tom to fertilize her embryo. And she's asking him to stop drinking for five days, stop doing drink for five days because she wants to see if he has healthy embryos. And this guy is like, oh, sometimes I feel like you think I'm dumb. Well, that is where he shows his insecurity. First of all, in the Ali Mendel podcast, he said that he had already broke up with her. And when she asked him to fertilize his, her embryo, he said, dude, we broke up. And well, that's not what happened at the scene, is it? So are you lying, Tom Sandoval? Or did you not recall correctly? I'm gonna assume you are lying because you clearly did not break up with her if she's asking you to fertilize her embryo. Second of all, how can you be mad that your girlfriend is asking you to stop drinking for five days in order to fertilize a perfectly good embryo? Like, really? And then you're like, oh, I don't think you find me intelligent. He's so insecure. And that's why he cheated on Ariana. Because Ariana does not make me make him feel like he's like, a god she doesn't make him feel like he's the smartest man in the room she doesn't make him feel like his hobbies are valid she is not stroking his ego and she's not even stroking his cock so that's why <laughs> i can't believe i just said that and so that's why he cheated on her and then this episode starts and what do we have then of all and schwartz playing the battered husband card he's like oh yeah Ariana, she treats me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, she does not take my feelings into account. Sometimes when I'm talking, she dis she's so quick to dismiss me. And Schwartz, which obviously already knew about the affair because he knew, Sandoval told him in Mexico. Well, he's like, yeah, sister, she must be, she, she's a hard person sometimes to argue with. Guys, I'm sorry. But this card is not working. We saw the, 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 the wheels of the excuses, the plan to take place, but no, it's not. And then Schwartz is like, oh, I feel like I, I like Raquel, but I'm not sexually attracted to her. And Sandoval is like, why? Uh, well, maybe because she's not his style. His style is Katie. He doesn't like a little bimbo pageant <laughs> model girl and second of all maybe because he knows you already put your dick inside of raquel and maybe schwartz doesn't want to put his dick inside of raquel after that okay maybe 
And then she will continue saying, oh, but I think she has a crush on somebody else. Oh, really? See, they're already setting the scene. Like, Ariana is a terrible girlfriend. She's asking me to fertilize her eggs. And in order to fertilize her eggs, I have to stop drinking. How dare you? And second of all, uh, Rick, Rachel has a crush on somebody. And Sandoval is obviously praising her in that scene. He's like, oh, yeah, she's great. So they're setting the scene. And I think that was like kind of disgusting. Uh, this like at the food truck, and I was like, "Oh my god, guys! Like it's not working. You're just like digging your grave even more, even more." So then we have a scene with uh, Katie and Lala. Lala is at uh, Katie's apartment after the birthday, and they are discussing the fact that Sandoval and Raquel were at the alley to get alone at one in the morning because Ali, the whistleblower, saw them in last week's episode alone, just the two of them at the alley at one in the morning and she found it suspicious. Maybe it's because she just saw them together or maybe it's because they were acting suspicious. And um, so they're discussing that and they're saying, yeah, it's weird. And Katie had called out Sandoval uh, at Lala's birthday, so the night before, and she had said, you seem to get a lot of enjoyment out of Raquel. And he all in it, at, as soon as she said that, it got defensive. And it was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? She's a good girl, but what the fuck are you talking about? Sandoval is such a bad liar. Like, I don't know how they succeeded at having that affair for seven months. It's certainly not because of Sandoval. Because in last week's episode, he was smiling at Raquel, giving her looks, like sitting her between him and Schwartz in front of Lisa Vanderpump. Like, this is ridiculous. And then... um. Uh, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Sandoval getting defensive uh, after Katie told him that. So they're discussing that. And, like, as we can see, everyone is aware. Everyone knows. Like, Ali thinks it's weird. Katie thinks it's weird. Lala thinks it's weird. Lisa Vanderpump thinks it's real. In next week's episode, Ken Todd thinks it's weird. So I can't believe that they filmed all that when the episode aired and no one knew. Like, they, 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 well, everyone knew but no one knew at the same time, you know? Because like Lala says, Ariana is very private. So if they had an open relationship, no one wants to like prod into their relationship. No one wants to pry, pry, sorry, in their relationship. So no one said anything because they all assumed that they had some sort of agreement. And like, that's why you can't be too private about your things too. <laughs> you have to tell your friend what's happening in your relationship because if katie because i'm pretty sure that if ariana had told katie some of her suspicion katie would have been like yeah well we saw them at 1am alone at the alley and i'm pretty sure that everyone thinks it's cheating on you ariana and you need to do something you need to expose them but ariana is like so like she, she doesn't want to share her business which i understand but we could have avoided like her learning through sheena she could have learned through her friend well sheena is a friend but we could have learned her learning through raquel she could have learned through her friend and then exposed sandoval properly but anyway uh so we have that and then uh, they're talking also about the kiss between tom and raquel and Katie is like, I don't understand why they keep saying me, Raquel keeps saying, I'm not gonna go out with 
Sandoval, uh, with Schwartz. It was just a kiss. It was just for fun. And she's very hurt that it's just for fun because she asked them, don't do that, please. It's going to hurt my feeling. So they clearly hurt her feeling for fun. They don't give a fuck about her. And I'm like, yes, Raquel, in the beginning, before I knew the Sandoval, so for the first four episodes, I was kind of like, yes, Raquel, you don't okay the anything. But after I thought about it for a long time, if you're really not into Schwartz and you're not ready to start a real relationship with him, if Katie is asking you with tears in her eyes to not hook up with him, then don't do it, you know, if it's just for fun. There's plenty of men you could kiss and you could spare her feeling for a kiss that I'm sure was not that great. Anyway, then we have some news about uh, Ariana and uh, Katie. They found their place. They're going to have investors. It's a small sandwich shop. I'm happy for them. They're not going to make the same expect. Uh, the same mistakes as um, the Toms and no one should make the same mistakes as the Toms. Everyone should learn from them. And then we have the most exciting part of the episode going. So James had organized a uh, beach day and so everyone was um, invited and um, Raquel came and she sat right, right next to Ali and she went and talked to Ali and she was like, oh, Ali, how is it going with you and James? I'm not going to tell you anymore what to do. I think I guess you have to learn your own mistake. You, you have to learn by yourself, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, Raquel, shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. First of all, Scandal or no Scandal, you already came to me four times warning me about my boyfriend which is your ex-fiance i get it i get it the first time i get it the second time i get it the rest time the, the other times if a girl comes to me and keeps talking to me about my boyfriend telling me i should not be with him and that girl is not my friend but she's that man ex-fiance i'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself like i'm sorry i'm sorry but like you need to stop you need to stop like trying to insert yourself into my relationship. The only reason we have issues is you because you keep coming back to me asking me how it's going. Raquel, you need to stay in your lane. Second of all, knowing Skandoval happened, Raquel, how dare you crucify James, making look like making out to be the villain when you are having an affair with your best friend men you can't be doing that and everyone says it started in july i'm pretty sure this affair started before i saw some conspiracy theory on the tl which i subscribed subscribe to the conspiracy theory i subscribe to the conspiracy theory that raquel dumped Schwartz. she can uh, she, she canceled the, the engagement with uh, with uh, with uh, james because she wanted to have a relationship with sandoval and I'm pretty sure that is the truth. I'm sure that affair has been going on for far longer than seven months. Because why would Tom Sandoval pay for Rachella? He paid for half of Rachella. 40 grand. 40 grand. When that man still hasn't opened his restaurant and is on the verge of bankruptcy, he's spending 40 grand on an engagement party for Raquel and James. Huh? What? Makes no sense. So she. I'm going to say it as, as if it's fact. She broke off her engagement with James in order to be with Sandoval. 
and now she's acting all year and down and going to Ali saying Ali your boyfriend is a bad person uh Raquel look in the mirror look in the mirror my little bambi eyed bitch look in the mirror and you'll see who the bad person really is and then we have a scene with Sheena um talking to Tom Sandoval asking him about the rumors between him and Raquel but she obviously is not taking them seriously because Ali told her about the rumors about how she saw um Tom Sandoval and Raquel alone at 1am in the morning at um, the alley and Sheena said I trust Raquel and Brooke in the same bed together and how how has this like uh, aged it did not age well and then we had the rumors on the TL about how uh, Brock and uh, Raquel had had a little affair type of maybe just a one night stand or a kiss. And Sheena said that she confronted Brock about it, but he said nothing happened and she trusts him. Do I trust him? 50-50. I'd say 50-50. I think that if he had the opportunity, he would have done it. But in the same time, I'm like, that man has secured a good girlfriend. She married him for his green card. She gave him a job, a life purpose. He's now a full-time videographer for her. She's a reality TV star. They have a kid. They have multiple houses. She's a rich bitch. She's a catch. So is he going to fumble the bag before marrying her? I don't think so. So I don't know. I don't believe it. But anyway, at the beach, Sheena and Sandoval have a talk about that. And Raquel is like, no, they're just trying to find anything to make her look bad. And Sandoval is like, oh, yeah. I would bring my secret mistress to the alley where we know everyone. Yes, because you want to hide her. The best way to hide is in plain sight. It is. We all know that. All good liars know that the best way to hide is in plain sight. And that's exactly what you did. And like then the producers ask him, did something happen between you and Raquel? And he has a smile on his face, a psychopath smile. You can find that picture on my Twitter. I posted it or, and I'll post it on the Instagram post of the episode. So you'll see. He has that psychopath smile. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he thinks he's smarter than everyone. He really thought he had gotten away with everything. He thought like, yeah, we have rumors now, but if we debunk the rumors and I just make Raquel look like my fucking best friend, people are going to stop questioning us being alone together, us being in a bed together, us kissing at the alley together. <laughs> so yeah, and he has his mustache. And I can't believe I used to find that man hot. I really used to find him hot. Like, I'm disgusting in myself. Like, the more I look at him, like, it's not a hot. It looks kind of like a fucking serial killer of the 80s. Like, I'm glad he shaved his mustache, but still... Ugly man, ugly, ugly man. And then we have James talking to uh, <laughs> to, 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 to Schwartz. And Schwartz is talking about, James is talking about how he has all those shows coming up for Atlanta and his big thing. And Schwartz makes a dumbass comment. Better than Rachilla, more important than Rachilla. And James got mad and he threw a drink in his face and he called him a failure. And he said, you're a broke man. Your bar is never going to open. And he threw a drink in his face. And I was like, yes, thank you. 
thank you so much, James. Like, like revenge for Katie. You revenge Katie and you revenge yourself. Avenge Katie and you avenge yourself because that man looks like like he deserved to have a drink thrown in his face. And then Trot is acting all like tough, like, oh yeah, it's the last time you do that because next time is the last time. You're not gonna do anything. You're a coward piece of shit, Schwartz. And you're not gonna do anything. He could have punched you in your face and you would not have reacted because that's who you are. That is who you are. And then people are mad at James because James threw a drink and they're like, oh, he's jealous, he's jealous. No, he's not jealous. You guys don't understand. His ex-fiancé is hooking up with his friends in front of him after he said, I don't want you guys to do that. And everyone is like, you're jealous. It's not jealousy. It's just, he's hurt. He's hurt. He brought a groupie that he met is one of his set in his friend's group. He gave her a job on a reality TV show. And how is she repaying him by hooking up with every man in his friend group? Like, I'm sorry, but this is like, I would be hurt too. Like, I would be hurt too. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm a thousand percent on James' side when it comes to that. And I hollered when he threw the drink. I was so happy. And then the fight continued because they moved from the beach to a restaurant nearby. And Lala gets involved in the fight because she wants to defend Katie. She thinks that what Rachel and Schwartz did was disgusting because they have no feelings for each other and they just kissed in order to hurt Katie. And that is a terrible move. And then Schwartz like starts yelling at her and he calls her a bimbo and he says that her face is like all like she has too much surgery and she does not even look good and i'm like oh but isn't raquel also she had she has fillers she had nose jobs she has limb plumpers she's she has did she have a boob job i'm gonna say she had a boob job so she's not natural too and she's also a bimbo a bimbo bitch, a bimbo-eyed bitch, <laughs> a bimbo-eyed bitch, so you're telling me you're into Raquel, but you're not into Lala, Sentable is doing the same thing, he's criticizing Lala for a lip filler, but fucking Raquel has a lip filler because she was a thin, a thin lip bitch too, like Raquel, like Lala told us like a couple of years ago, so what the hell? Like, they really don't like Lala, but they have nothing to attack her on. So they attack her on a physique. But it makes no sense because Raquel has had the same procedure as Lala. And granted, they don't look the same, but they look the same. They are blonde, white women. Being blonde, white women with new boobs and new lips. So are you saying you don't like the made-up look? What is it? What is it that you're saying? But I was so happy that Lala gathered him she let him have him she called him broke she told him his bar is never gonna open he criticized her business and she was like at least i have a business you have a bar that's been in the making for the last two years you are on the verge of fucking bankruptcy my man do not play with me do not play with me and yes do not play with lala can't give them lala well at least she has something to give us. What do you have to give a Schwartz except for hot ass ceviche, like badly plated in your rat infested restaurant? What do you have to give us? Okay. Well, that's all I have to say for this week's episode of Vendor Pump Rule. I can't wait to see next week because we learned that Ken Todd. <laughs> Ken Todd knew about the rumors. He knew. He knew too. Who knew that our whistleblowers would be 
Ali and Ken Todd. Who knew? Not I. Anyway, let's move on to Summer House. Also a very infuriating show. Very, very infuriating. So last week, there was a housewarming party in um, Carl and Lindsay's uh, apartment. The girl gossiped and Danielle and Lindsay fell out again because Danielle keeps saying she finds it weird that her and Carl are in a relationship and she keeps saying, am I not allowed to have my opinion? Well, you're allowed to have your opinion, baby girl, but I'm allowed to be like, okay, you have your opinion about my relationship, but I'm not going to live my life on your term. And that's exactly what Lindsay told her. And then Danielle was saying, why are you getting defensive? Well, I'm getting defensive because you're attacking me. Stop attacking me and maybe I'll stop being defensive, okay? I hate when people do that, like they antagonize you. And then when you react, they're like, oh, 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 why are you yelling? Uh, because you've been like, you've been on my case for the last 18 episodes. Like for the last three months, you've been on my case. At some point, I'm going to explode, okay? I am. So I hate when Daniel does that. As soon as Lindsay stands up for herself, she's like, why oh, are you getting defensive? Uh, you're attacking me. Am I supposed to just stay there and let you beat me up like a fucking dumbass? And then she has a conversation with Carl. And she, when he says, yeah, I'm going to propose to her, she yells into a pillow. Like, isn't that a weird reaction? Like, why is she so mad? She's like, oh, yeah, you guys are abandoning me. You used to be a Tres Amigos, but now you're doing your things by yourself. And no one is checking up on me. But she still hasn't said what was the issue. She keeps, like, turning around the issue. She keeps, like, I don't know how to say it, like, brushing the issue. The issue is that your relationship is not going well. And now you're losing your friend because they are in a relationship. And their relationship seemingly goes well. So they spend all their time together without you but maybe if you said the issue i feel alone robert is never home and maybe i would like for you guys to check up on me more it's easy to say that it's easier than saying oh but you don't ask question about me you don't ask question lindsay you have to poke and prod no i don't want to have to poke and prod if my best friend is in a little bit of distress I need her to be able to tell me I need you right now because my life is not going according to plan and I need you to check up on me. I need you to, I, 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 I want to tell you what's going on and I'm going to tell you what's going on. Don't keep saying I want to tell you what's going on, but you have to ask. <laughs> like that's not how friendship works, is it? Because my friendships are not that complicated. My friendships are pretty easy. Like, and like Danielle is making their friendship like so hard, like by her not wanting to actually say what's going on. Like I understand when Lindsay gets mad at Carl when he's like, "You have to ask more questions." She's like, "Why should I be the one to probe?" Like she should be grown woman enough to tell me exactly why she's hurt and tell me what's going on in her life. You know, like you can text me too. You can text me too. She's like Lindsay, you don't text me. But text Lindsay, and then after that, if Lindsay takes too long to answer your text or whatever, then you can have a conversation with her. Like, I understand Danielle's feeling. Danielle feels abandoned because they used to be three, and now 
Lindsay and Carl are kind of abandoning her to focus on their relationship. And she feels hurt by that. But Danielle is the root of the issue because she went to everyone in the house to complain and to like put doubt in everyone's minds about how Lindsay's and Carl's relationship was going before going to Lindsay and telling her, I miss you. You know, it's simple. I miss you, bitch. I need you more in my life. And then you go from there. But no, instead she went and talked to Paige and everyone in the house to complain. And this is why it's so like, Danielle is like, you'll see by the end of the season that Lindsay's in the wrong. Lindsay is in the wrong, just as much as you, Danielle. And even a little bit less, you are more in the wrong, Danielle. Why did you go to girls that you knew hated Lindsay and Lindsay hates them to talk shit about their relationship? And then when Lindsay and Danielle have a conversation in front of Carl and Kyle, Lindsay is talking very quietly, very calmly. Granted, she's a little harsh in the way she's speaking, but the voices are not heard. And then Danielle gets activated. And then she says, why are you getting defensive again when she's the one yelling? Like, I don't know, like, this is pissing me off. And that is why I'm not on Danielle's side. Because she wants her feeling validated by Lindsay, but she does not validate Lindsay's feeling about how the situation was handled. Anyway, now let's move on to Carl. Carl, like, I was so disappointed in Carl this episode. Carl's is trying to avoid problems at all costs. He never defends Lindsay because he's trying to avoid problems. He did not defend Lindsay against Kyle and he's not defending Lindsay against Danielle because as long as people don't have issues with him personally, he's good. It's no longer his problem. He's washing his hand out of it. And that is not how a relationship works, you know? Or maybe don't say that to your girlfriend because then Lindsay got activated. And they got into a huge fight. And she said some pretty mean thing. She said, even my birthday cannot be about me. And I thought that was, that was so insensitive. Like, because we know that Carl's brother died on Lindsay's birthday. And the first year that they together, their first birthday together, it was all about Carl. The first, the Lindsay's first birthday, once she was in a relationship with Carl, was all about Carl. But then when he's newly sober, his brother is dead, he's in a relationship, he bought a new house, he's spending $6,500 on rent. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot for a newly sober person. So the fact that she was like, even my birthday could not be about me, I thought that this was a disgusting thing to say. Carl did not um, did not take it that personally, but me, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, oh, because I was on Lindsay's side on the fight <laughs> when she was yelling. But once she said that, I was like, oh, baby, you crossed the line. You crossed the line. Don't ever do that again, please, because you're going to ruin a good relationship. And then the next morning, they pretended like nothing happened. Like, really? I kind of understand it. Because I kind of understand not hearing your dirty business in public, especially in a house where 50% of the people in the house don't like you. But at the same time, if we already heard part of our business in public, let's not pretend that nothing happened. I kind of understand why Danielle is concerned about the relationship. 
But again, Danielle, it's none of your problem. They are two grown adults in a relationship and he's obviously going to propose to Lindsay. I really thought that after that fight, he would reconsider proposing to her. But no, because frankly, the fight happened because Lindsay was drunk. She was drunk. And maybe that's why she stopped drinking when she first got in the relationship with Carl. Because it's really hard to argue with someone that is drunk when you're sober. Like, I'm not a sober person, but when I'm not drinking and my friends are drinking, I find them insufferable. I can't. So maybe Lindsay should go back into the sober life if she wants to have a healthy relationship with Carl. Because every time she drinks, she gets activated. And yeah, that is bad. But anyway, it's their relationship. They got engaged. They do whatever they want. If they divorce in three years, it's their problem. It's not our problem. It's going to be good TV though. So yeah. And uh, I want to talk about uh, Sierra Page and Amanda. I'm not going to talk about their mean girls way. I'm done talking about that. But I would like to say, you know, poking your finger and then expecting people to tell you how many eggs you are or if you have a fertility issue, might not be the good way to do it, you know? Maybe go see a professional. We saw Lindsay do it on the show. We saw many people do it on the show, on Bravo. You go to the OBGYN, it takes an ultrasound of your eggs, and it tells you how many you have, what you need to do. And so, girls, you guys need to take action. Amanda, this is a first step. I get it's a first step, but apparently nothing is wrong with her, so she needs to go see a real professional. I feel terrible for Sierra that she was like, yeah, Amanda, you need to take care of yourself and show, look at your health. And then she gets terrible news that she has fewer eggs and she's going to eat menopause before 51. And it's like, it's, it's terrible. It's like the plot of every movie, like the supporting friend that is accompanying her girlfriend to get a mammography. And then she finds out she has breast cancer and her friend is like, I have nothing. I felt terrible for her. And then she started spiraling. But I trust that Sierra is going to do whatever she can to tackle this news the best way possible. You can freeze your eggs. You have enough money. You're an TV star. It's not the end of the world, Sierra. But I did feel her pain because I don't want children. So if someone told me you'll reach menopause before 51, I'll be like, yes. Yes, I don't have to suffer for 20 more years of having my period. But if you want kids and you're not ready to have kids yet because you're not professionally where you want to be, it can be a scary news. So I really did relate to her. I really did, but whatever. And uh, yeah, Sam and Corey, I love them. I love their little battling relationship. I love that she was like, oh, you're so easy. Oh, they, I love them as a couple. I need more focus on them, you know. People want drama, but I want kind of cute lovesy dummy shit. <laughs> I really love them. I really love that she's a freak and he lets her be a freak. He's a freak. She lets him be a freak. He's a kid. She lets him be a kid. You know, she's loud and she talks a lot. He lets her talk a lot. I love a relationship where people accept each other for who they are. Seemingly, it's the beginning, but you know, I'm talking about their Instagram post and whatever. And uh, she said that he, he took pictures of her and he sends a picture every day with a cute text. And I was like, oh my God, I want this type of relationship. No, I don't want That's not true. I don't want it. I think it's cute, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want it because I don't want to have to answer the text every day. But yeah, that is it for Summer House. 
uh, Team Lindsay on the Daniel fight. And uh, Amanda, go to the OBGYN. What is so scary about that? At some point, if you really want kids, you got to take your health into your own hands. Okay? Okay. Let's move on quickly to Real Housewife of New Jersey. I don't have anything to say about Real Housewives of New Jersey. You know, talking about Teresa and Melissa. Melissa saying she wants to dial her hex after one glass of wine. Melissa was not drunk. She was pretending to be drunk. And she just threw the X line because she knows that the cheating rumors are going to come out at some point and is trying to get ahead of the rumors. Then Bill and Jen are in the wedding. One is a bridesmaid. The other is a groomsman. Okay. And it's all happened after Dina and her husband dropped out of the wedding. Like it's not sincere. It's ridiculous. Um, I did cry. I did cry at the, when the Melissa drew something on the, on the board, on the, on the wall. Oh no, I cried first. I started crying once Teresa started crying, saying, please don't draw any more. <laughs> I started crying. I don't know. I'm not even on my period. Like I just finished my period. So I don't know. Maybe I had a drop in hormones and that made me cry. But I cried. And then I kept crying when she was like, is that a puppy? Oh my God. I was crying and laughing at the same time because the guy clearly has a puppy in his hand and she's like, is it a puppy? Yes, it is a puppy, Teresa. Good job, Teresa. You know your animals, baby girl. <laughs> that was so funny. And then I cried with the Solina, Casa Solina and your family. And I'm just tired. Teresa try is trying she's really trying she said melissa you want to be a bridesmaid be a bridesmaid melissa said no melissa and joe complained she didn't get invited to stuff she invited them to a birthday they didn't come housewarming party they didn't come another birthday trip they didn't come then she's like guys come to my wedding maybe gino and antonia can be part of the wedding she don't want she, they, she, she, they don't want to they keep saying no and then they keep saying she makes no effort guys make no effort maybe you know if you really want if melissa really wanted them to be together she'd be like okay we'll be in your wedding and okay i'll pretend to like you and you have to pretend to like me and that's how we'll go through life you know sometimes you don't like your sister's brother's uh significant other well you know what you do you put a smile on your face and then you pretend to like them and then when you go back home you call your best friend and you shit talk that person. That's what you do. But for the sake of your husband and your brother or sister or whatever, you pretend. And those people cannot pretend because it's always tit for tat. I don't want to talk about the past, but you mentioned Antonia. But I don't want to, no, no, no. But you need this. Uh, I'm so over Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's crazy. And then Joe is like, oh, yeah, Teresa mentioned my daughter, Antonia. But I know that her daughters are growing up with anger and hatred in their heart. And Teresa never said anything wrong about your daughter. But you and your half, you and your wife, on different occasions, both said that Teresa's daughter had anger and hatred in their heart. You are the one who are bad-mouthing Teresa's daughter. Teresa never bad-mouthed your daughter. So everything that they are saying that Teresa is doing to them is them doing it to Teresa. Like they are big projectors. And this is not sitting well with me. And Danielle, I really like Danielle in the beginning, but I'm starting to get very annoyed at Danielle. Danielle starts fights about the dumbest thing possible. Yeah, you talk shit, you, you, you talk shit about Margaret. 
Rachel went back to say, this should have been a two-episode fight. But it's a full-season fight, and I'm tired of it. And Daniel doesn't know how to fight. She either leaves the fight or she starts crying. And then she raises her voice at the wrong time when Rachel is talking to her very nicely and very calmly. And I don't know, I just think it's just, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's a dumb, it's dumb. I, I don't know, Danielle, I don't really like you. There is multiple Twitter accounts that had to, that got to see the show and they're like, yes, you'll see at the finale, Danielle is, ha- is a good housewife. She's a great pick. Yeah, but for now, I haven't seen it. And if it's just because she's yelling when people are calm, but when people are yelling at her, she cries or she leaves. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's dumb. But if Danielle is back next season, I expect her sister-in-law to be a part of the show. Get rid of Melissa. That ship has sank. Teresa, family ship has sank. Get rid of Melissa. Keep Margaret. Make Margaret brings Danielle's sister onto the show. And that will revive the show. And I want to see that. I really, really want to see that. So um, that's all I have to say about New Jersey. I hope that next uh, season, if Daniel is there, her sister-in-law is also there with her brother-in-law. Yay. Okay, so that was it for this uh, week's episode of the podcast. I hope you liked it. If you liked it, please give me a five-star review. Leave a comment on iTunes. Go to my Twitter at RealityHorrorPod and go on my Instagram at underscore RealityHorror. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye.